Played it up the boards. Gensel took the hit from Mammon. Here come the Panthers. It's a two-on-one for Hagee. Has Barkov. Verhage walks in and fires and scores off the rush. Carter Verhage makes it 4-2 Panthers with 8.49 to go in Pittsburgh. A good way to start might be to, to kind of where we left off on the last time we did a, an episode together where we were talking right before the playoffs last year. They went exactly how I said they would. They went exactly how I said they would. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we, we had the big part and Vasilevsky was the X Factor. Yeah. We just got dealt a bad hand having to face Tampa in the first round. Oh, the worst hand. Yeah, worst yeah. Hand. We would have beat fair. anyone else. I, I really think that we would have, short of maybe Carolina, um, I think the Panthers would have beat everyone else. And I think they could have also beat Carolina. I think it would have been a really good series. But I think everyone else, like, they would have wiped the floor with last year. It was interesting, too, because in that conversation we had, we were talking about how that was the best Panthers we had ever seen. Yes. Right. And this year, I mean, the jump they made from last year is even crazier. I mean, the additions that they've made, Bob looks good, right? That we actually have it like, because Bob was the big X factor for those couple of years of just yeah, like, he's, that was yeah. scary. <laughs> very, very <laughs> right scary. with that contract yeah. and just how bad he was playing. And, we thought Knight was going to come in and just kind of save the day, which was such a like, I don't know. We were, I think we were clouded. They're just thinking like, I mean, hey, this 20-year-old is going to come in and fucking just own that position. Yeah, I started setting yeah. records. We were all like, yeah, man, franchise goalie for the next 20 years, obviously. <laughs> right, right. Right. Bob's uh, trade Bob. We don't need him anymore, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of that. Like, hey, how can we get rid of this contract? No, we can't. We have to eat it. And, uh, I mean, look, barring the last three games, which – you know, it's unfortunate we're doing a, it's a the podcast. low point of the season right now. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally the, the the lowest point of the season. But it's yeah. nothing that I'm overly concerned about. I, mean, I think they'll bounce yet. back. No, no. I mean, like we lose tomorrow. It's like eh, okay. The thing like, is, they've been playing better in these games. Like they've they like they dominated Edmonton for most of the game. Edmonton just really capitalized on their chances, right? Like when they well, that was some that. crazy goaltending too. From uh, Koskinen was crazy. Koskinen was out of his yep. mind for yep. some reason. Like I don't know where that came from. He has the odd game where he's like incredible like that. Like I don't know what it is. I think it's just like the benefit of being a big goalie like he is. Like some nights you're just gonna be doing the right thing and like your big body will get in front of these shots. Like it's just it, like sometimes like you're so big that like some nights guys will teams will just shoot it into you. And I think that was that's what happened to the Panthers a lot on. Uh, there was Saturday. a lot of that going on. Just yeah. shooting it right into him. Like I wouldn't worry just yet. But there are some, like, you know, the team, like you said, the team is really good. They've they're really improved this year, but there are some things that concern me. I'm not completely convinced about this team. I'm not. I don't think that they are that. I don't think they're Stanley Cup contender yet. I don't. I, I, I just, I really, really, really want them to be, man, more than anything, really. But I, I don't think that they are. I think that their defense still has too many questions. Um, their defense combined with the style of hockey that they play, uh, just I don't know if it's a sustainable route in the playoffs. Um, and there's like the there's some things about the team that that concern me too in terms of like like the little things. Like our faceoff percentage is really bad. We're atrocious on faceoffs. We're like the bottom three in the league in faceoff percentage. Um, and you know, over the course of the regular season, it may not matter that much, but in playoff series where every face off every point of possession is super important 
faceoffs really matter. And there's nobody really on the team right now that's like nobody's over 50% except for I think Barkov. Barkov's at like 56%. And everyone is else he is really low. Yeah, he's at yeah. 56%. So he's having a pretty good season, but everyone else is below 50%. Yeah. So well, normally That's, we have Achari there that that wins a lot of them, right? And he's been a out a decent all of, amount of them. But even him, yeah. like he's he's before like a couple seasons before like last season, I think he was a below fifty percent faceoff guy for most of his career. He's improved that, but he's not a a like. That's why the idea of acquiring someone like Claude Giroux is not such a crazy thing to me. I know his price would be crazy high, but man, he is a faceoff dynamo. And well, it's an expiring contract, though, isn't it? It is. So it yeah, is. and then. But it's the, the the cost of like acquiring him like from yeah. Philadelphia. Like yeah, they're probably yeah, gonna yeah. ask for a fucking arm and a leg for him. And they can because he's a great hockey player and he's still very capable, right? Um well, because I've heard a lot of talks of he'll he'll probably pay play on the top line with Barkov, not even play him at center. Is that right? You think well, like I, but so my my value with him is like, you know, those those situations where you're up a goal late in the third and you have a face off in your own zone like you want a guy who can win at 60 percent. yeah right you want that right. guy regardless and, to where we're playing him most of the time if he yeah is playing and right that's why wing. Giroux is a great acquisition because you're not just like we don't need another third line center right we don't i mean we don't need Giroux either technically speaking like you don't really need another incredibly talented offensive player like that's not what florida's need is but i think Giroux doesn't take up a roster spot from a guy who's just as capable on the bottom six. Yeah. Um, well, I think what's like, crazy is because yeah. we've been talking about all year, the depth you hear everyone talking about the depth on Florida. It's crazy depth that we have, have this, crazy depth, but we have this rotating position going that's happening on the top line. We're yes. missing someone on the top line. Yes. yes. So there where's the depth there? You know, like we need some lack like, of like a top line left winger there or right winger. There is there right. Is. Yeah. We have, we have mammon right now. We, we got Marchment. We've had, you know, we, we've kind of alternated that th- throughout the whole year, which is kind of crazy to, for your top line to have that when you do have a team that, that's so offensively gifted and have so much depth, but your top line is missing someone. So that, I think that's where Drew would probably fit in, even though he's, I, th- he's, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But, but with having him be able to win those face-offs, like, you take Barkov off the face-offs. You don't even need to have him take face-offs anymore. And then you have a guy who, if Giroud gets kicked out, you have a guy who wins at 56% stepping in, right? Or vice versa, right? Like Giroud steps in if Barkov gets kicked out. Yeah. Uh, well, those, I think... Go ahead. I was going to say those face-offs are, are even more crucial when it comes to special teams, right? Like that's where, yes. like, especially yes. if you're on the PK, it's like when you and lose that defensive zone face off and uh, on the pk it's like we've seen that kill us so many times this year well there's 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 it's a like a trickle down effect right so the panthers they don't win the face off and they aren't a very big team defensively they don't play a physical game defensively so they get pushed around in front of their own net sometimes and as a result it's harder for them to control the outcome of shots from the point and I've seen teams, I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times, like I've seen teams target this with the Panthers. I mean, you know, a shot from the point is a pretty standard hockey play. It's not really out of the ordinary. It happens in every single game from, from every single team. But um, Dallas had a couple of set plays off of face-off goals or off of, off of face-offs earlier this season that looked like like by design, like this was a this was a play that we can win a face-off against these guys because we are winning at a 65% clip. Let's throw because the old teams have these set plays off the of face-offs. Um, Calgary scored like a really nice one uh last week. I think it was um 
was it Kylington that scored it? I can't remember who scored it, but it was like a beautiful little, like it was a very obvious set play right off of a faceoff. Yeah. Um, and teams have these plays. And I think with a team like the Panthers, your point about special teams is super important because they're not a great special teams team. They're very middle of the pack special teams team. And we saw how much they play a, f- a factor in the Tampa series. Tampa, Tampa's power play dominated the Panthers. Yeah. And it did not go well for them, right? Like it, they they have made a lot of improvements on the special teams, though, right? Like I, think I do the, think so. I do. Think the beginning so. of the year, the power play was really bad. Yeah, and I, I think now they've they've caught up to like I think their power play they're somewhere like in in, in the middle ranked to like I forget where it was. Are they like sixteenth, seventeenth now in the power play? Which is kind of crazy because we were like they're four three. They're fourteenth. Oh, okay, now. yeah. And yeah, I think beginning so, of the season we were like the first like month we were probably like thirtieth or yeah. something. Like we were really low. Yeah, which is crazy because we keep talking about the the offensive depth we have. I know crazy talent. I know, but it's I mean, what is that? You think that's just the the lack of the transition game that takes place because you have to set up for a power play and that's just not a strong suit. Yeah, the Panthers are a rush team that that uses their speed and that's not really what you can do on the power play. It's and I think it's a combination of that and they they love to pass the puck, man. They too well, much they they sometimes too much yes and that's why a guy like, <laughs> that's why a guy like reinhardt is really good because yeah. he'll just he'll just take the puck from behind the red line and just go in front of the net and put it in like he did on on saturday against edmonton like he'll just walk in front and shoot it off the post and in whereas huberto will try to spin around and do a backhand pass and barkov will always look to pass but he's gotten a lot better like with yes. the one-timers i will say he's gotten a lot he's got lot more better. goals and he's I got mean, assists right now is that the first exactly, time in his career which is crazy right Crazy yeah. to think that like Barkov is a more goals guy than assist guy this season. Yeah. Um, so I have to give him props. And and Ekblad is pretty good at shooting too. But you know, Huberto really drives that power play. And he's like, he's kind of like the main anchor in terms of puck possession. And he loves passing it. He really loves to pass it. He only does the one shot. He does that one shot where he trickles in from the top of the circle. And sometimes he rips it top cheese, but sometimes it's just doesn't work out right and it's one of those right things. well a lot of the times it's never like a one-timer like so it's not like yeah. getting the goalie out of position it's just like yeah. i'm gonna try to beat the goal you have here. to hit a perfect shot you have to hit yeah. a perfect shot and sometimes he does sometimes he does but sometimes he doesn't but yeah he he does too much of the uh the extra pass cross ice trying to pass through like three people <laughs> it's like come that. on bud <laughs> but he's so talented that maybe he'll screw it up but then next time around he'll nail it perfectly and he'll one time into barkov right so it's just one of those things that like you're you just kind of betting it. on him. Exactly. You live with yeah. it. And it it does suck because you see the team sometimes just playing with the puck. It, it feels like they're playing with the puck. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they see things differently at ice level too. Oh, right? yeah. And so, I, I think it's something that, again, they've been improving the power play as the season have. has gone on. So I'm they sure it'll continue to improve because that, that was a big pain pain point for the team. Like that was part of the conversation of like, hey, man, like we can't win on the road. And our power play sucks. Those were two big things. And then we started getting big wins on the road recently. And then the power play got better. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot to work on. One thing that concerns me is the coaching situation of like, if Q is still in place, none of that crazy shit went down. Like what things would look like if not to say that Burnett is a bad coach. It's just, he's a new coach, right? So like, it's still not fully proven, especially when it comes to playoff time to where Q obviously is. I, uh, I'm having a lot of trouble understanding what kind of coach Brunette is, to be honest, man. Yeah. I'm still kind of, because I do feel like there's so much of Q's fingerprints on this team 
that I really struggled to, to like, like basically divide what is Q's contribution and what is Nets contribution. And, and there is something to be said for how well he has taken the situation and continued to roll with it. Cause it's not easy to continue to roll with it. Like, and uh, you know, the thing with the Panthers, what we've heard a lot about in public is, is their locker room and the environment that they breed in that locker room. And we've seen guys come into that locker room and rejuvenate their careers. Duclair, Verhage, Bennett, all these guys are having career times in the Panthers uniform. Right. And a lot of that, I mean, you've played on hockey teams before. If there's a good camaraderie, a good combination of like healthy competition and desire to win with camaraderie and like friendship, like that's damn near unstoppable. Right. It goes a long way. Yeah, um, it does. It goes a long way, and you know, I would say every Stanley Cup winning team has that. In this day and age, I think that is the the amount of skill and and um, the the just a level that hockey is played at these days. The emotional uh, elements play a larger factor than ever before. I think because everyone is talented. Everyone can play hockey these days. There's like really not a lot of goons left in hockey. Right. Like even the goons can play the guys who fight can play hockey these days. Right. So it's the environment you, you, you build, right. Like we remember the Red Wings from like the nineties and the two thousands, right. They were unstoppable every year because they had this culture of winning. Right. And it was all about culture and they kind of had that figured out before anyone else did. Um, And then I think Pittsburgh really learned from that. And then as soon as Pittsburgh sort of got into that flow of being like, Everyone's like, uh, you know, even though there's a Crosby and Malkin, everyone is as important to this team because they all do something right. Um, that goes a long way, man. And I think that there's a lot to be said about that. The, the, our superstars have to be humble, right? You have to have superstars who recognize that they're the best guys on the team, but they're not the only guys on the team. And that's not easy to do, right? It's easy to get your head inflated. Like if I'm a Hooper and I sit, look at my stats, I got 76 points in 50 games. Like, holy <laughs> shit, man, yeah. I'm kicking ass. What are the rest yeah. of you guys doing, right? Right, but, right. But, you know, he understands my my job is to score these points, blah, blah, blah. And Gudis's job is to hit the lever-living crap out of guys if they enter the Panthers zone. Like, And that's that's the environment, right? And it's right. crazy, too, because Hooper and Markov have seen a lot of iterations of this team over the last bunch of years right they've both been with the team since they were like 19 right so there's been some pretty crappy management and 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 like um environments i think that they've been in right that's what i'm hoping is what keeps huberto here having been on the team for over a decade the extension is coming up they're gonna offer him that extension he's i mean he could get a lot anywhere he goes oh, man he's gonna get paid can can the panthers get him what he's gonna want but for me, it's like, would he want to leave at this point? He's been there for 11 years. Would he leave when they're the best team in the league? Where he was there when they were like, you know, the laughing stock of the league? I don't, I don't see Huberto leaving. I think the only place Huberto will ever leave for will be Montreal. Yeah. And I think that will be near the end of his career. Uh, like, unless something really bad happens with this club and they, they mess with him some way or... Or the Panthers lose in the first round again. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe he's just like, you know what? We can't do it. Right. Maybe it's, you know, I, I will not say never because, but I do, I do see it as one of those situations where him and, I mean, maybe this is just wishful thinking, but him and Barkov are Panthers for a very long time. And then yeah. Huberto leaves to play uh, 
for Montreal as like a retirement season or like last couple seasons or something just to just to do it right. And I wouldn't even fault him for that because like you know it's, it's your hometown team. Of course, thing, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but what do you I, think the uh, the extension looks like? Because I don't even know. Looking at like the cap and all that, I don't even know what's like what they can do in terms of structuring a deal well, for him. They're gonna have to move some stuff around. I I see him making ten million like Barkov. I mean, there's obviously an argument that he deserves more. Yeah, um, because he scores more and he's just more visible out there in terms of on the score sheet and stuff. Yeah, it's scary having three guys making ten mil. It is. It really is. But. I wish we weren't paying Bobrovsky $10 million, but it is what it is. Having Ekblad at 7.5 for another three years is a steal. So there's that. Um, so like I have it open right now. I have cap friendly open right now. So if you look at it, Uberdo makes 5.9 million right now, which is so stupid. Best player in the league. <laughs> like, that's so <laughs> stupid, dude, that he makes $5.9 million a year. That's him and Barkov both make 5.9 still for this year. Barkov doesn't start making 10 till next. It's, Right. That's stupid because Patrick Hornquist makes 5.3. <laughs> and no offense to Patrick Hornquist, but he's a fourth liner now. Like he's at the t- yeah. twilight of his career, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting because you have some guys t- taking a increase, like Verhage's salary is going to go up from 1 million to 4.1. Um, Lundell is still on a dirt cheap contract for two more years, 925. So that's basically free Bennett's at a very affordable price for second line center 4.4 million dollars is a very reasonable price for a second line center for three more years after this year um so i think you know vetrano's gone after this year so that's money that frees up achari's gone so that's basically huberto's three million dollar raise or four million dollar raise right there almost yeah right um and then like you know this roster changes things will change about, about this roster there's going to be guys that are going to have to move. Like you're probably like peeping Mason Marshman is going to be really hard. He's going to be due for a payday. Um, he's going to be UFA as well. So maybe he's a guy you look to move um, at the deadline. Maybe you send him to Philadelphia for Giroux, right? And like you give them a guy who's a UFA and they can sign and build around kind of thing. Like, I don't know. Cause Mason Marshman, like, I don't know if he's, like I don't, I don't know what kind of money he's going to be asking for. I don't know if he's if he's going to go crazy and ask for a lot, which he might be able to because maybe some teams will feel like he deserves it. I don't know if I'm sold on him completely. I don't think I don't know if he's a point per game player. Um, I do think he's a fifty to sixty point guy though. I do think he has that talent and that skill, that size. How old is he? Um, is he 26? 25, 26. Yeah, he's yeah. very reasonable still in in where he's at. But um, yeah, 26 years old. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like it's the cap will eventually go up. It's it's stagnant right now because of COVID and all the issues with attendance and stuff like that. But it will eventually go up. When um, Yandel's buyout, uh, that's going to hurt us quite a bit next year too, I think, right? Yeah, Yandel's buyout is 5.3 next year. Uh, but we're okay <laughs> because Huberto's still making 5.9. And then Yandel's buyout drops to 1.2 for the last two years. So it's yeah. not that bad and then last year's last year of scott darling's buyout cost which is like 1.18 million so that's a little bit of money gone um i think it's you know zito's a pretty good gm given everything that's happened so far he's got the right mindset to juggle these things around and i think he's gonna 
He's going to be able to keep Lundell. I think he's going to be able to keep Huberto. I think he's, I, I genuinely think he's going to manage to figure this out somehow. I, but I just worry about what will happen with the defense, right? Like, because Weger at 3.25, he's going to be due for, he deserves more than that, right? Weger? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Weger, he's an awesome shutdown defenseman. There's not many of them in the league, right? Like those shutdown guys. But I feel like his ability, especially lately, the turnovers he's had. Man, he makes some boneheaded decisions. What is going on with that? But like, it's, it's seems- not recently, man. It has been all season. I promise you. I remember in the, one of the first games of the year against the Islanders, he scored two goals on his own net. Just yeah. Like stupid turnovers. Like, yeah. Um, just careless. I don't know what is going on. I, I like, I honestly think that he's, I don't think he's a top line defenseman, man. I don't, I think he's a second line defenseman. I think he's kind of, I think he's kind of playing out of his elements at times when he's up against the top line. And I don't think that Ekblad is a good pairing for him. I think last year they were incredible. They were like the, the Corsi darlings. Everyone was like, Oh my God, these guys are the best defensive pairing in the league. And they were pretty incredible, but they've really come back down to earth this year defensively. And I think um, they're they're both a little too slow footed to be a pairing. Um, I really liked the Forsling Uyghur pairing we saw last year when Ekblad went down. I thought they were phenomenal, man. Because Forsling is such a good skater, and he's got really good positioning, and he's so such a smart hockey player. And I really think that. He compliments Uyghur's game way better than Ekblad does. Plus, you don't have the awkward right-handed, right-handed shot situation. So you can move Uyghur to his right-handed side, which is a natural position for defenseman. It's easier. Uyghur's sort of like it's it's always in the corner that he makes those mistakes, I find. Yeah. Like right around his like his his left corner. The puck's ringing around the boards. Yes. And yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. because he has to take it a certain way on a stick. It's almost yep. like he fumbles it or something, you know. Yeah. I think acquiring someone to play with Ekblad is if I'm Zito, that is my number one target for the trade deadline is acquiring you, someone to play. Who do you think me. it is? There's is it Chip? No, I, I, I don't want yeah. to run, man. I don't, I don't because um, I think that a, his cost is going to be way too high. Well, we heard the costs like earlier this year, but like yeah. being Lundell and Knight, it's like, it's yeah. my ass. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you guys? Yeah, that's not happening. Like, yeah. There's no chance that's happening. They don't know what they're doing over there, man. <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, they're going to be playing yeah. at a college next year. Like, which is insane, which that's part of me thinks it's kind of cool too, though. Like I would love to go to a game like that. Oh, it's going to be an, an NHL game. game. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you've ever been to a junior game up here, dude, it's like that. Like junior games are 5,000 people, give or take, and the fans are rowdy, dude. Fans That's are, cool. Fans are rowdy. It's fun. It's fun. You go to like a Kitchener Rangers game, it's a good time. Um, but it's but, crazy that an NHL game is going to be like in a small little, just a little barn. <laughs> it's crazy. It's <laughs> it's pretty sad, man. It's Yeah. I don't know. It's embarrassing. Coyotes. It's it's really weird. I don't know what they're like hanging on to. Like, And I feel it. I feel it because, listen, like, you know, as fans of a team that have um, – you know, people have talked about leaving their city forever. It's never nice to hear that like relocation. That's never as a fan. It always sucks to hear that. You know what I mean? Like it never feels good, but I don't know. I don't know what they're holding on to down in Arizona because, you know, they're in a rebuild right now. So they're obviously expected to be hot flaming garbage and they are hot flaming garbage, but like what's, what's the move here like 
where's the future at? You're building an arena. What is the plan? And like, who the fuck is going to go to those games? Pardon my French. Like who, uh, like you said, it's maybe a, my, a nice novelty, but like, man, you can't even sell out like more than 5,000 season tickets. Where's your profit coming from? Where's your money coming from? Where's it's not <laughs> there. There is none. It's right. Sad state of affairs, man. Like imagine an NBA team moving to like a little college gym. Yeah, it would never happen. But that's what makes it so embarrassing. Like bush for league. me, it's very bush. League. Yeah. It's like from just the perspective of like, just, yeah, it looks bad. It's like why, like you have Houston is a very viable option. Yeah, man. Like they keep bringing, I mean, for me, I keep saying Quebec city, which it'll never happen, but well, the league hates Quebec city. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it's I don't know it, what it is, but they just won't go to Quebec city. They just won't. It's better than what's going on in Arizona. Like you'll, <laughs> you'll sell out every game. I but, mean, yes, for sure. But the Quebec city just isn't a marketable city in the States. And I think that's what it is. No one in the, no one in the U S knows what the hell Quebec city is. No. Right. Right. Like no one, it's not really like a, like even Winnipeg is like Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But Quebec City is even more esoteric in terms of like, like what it sure like uh, in terms of a city's job, like a country's geography. Like no one knows what Quebec City is. It's very like it's like Halifax. Halifax is also another one of those like, okay, sure, it's like a big Canadian city, but it's peanuts compared to the U.S. Right. 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 Um, but I do agree that Quebec City should have a team. Like, why not? But. Cause like Arizona ain't getting it done. I do love those jerseys though, man. Oh my god, I love those jerseys. They're yeah, so yeah, they're awesome. They're so sexy. Yeah, I love the Nordiques jerseys too, though. <laughs> those, are, those are nice. Those are nice. Some um, classic '90s jerseys. But um, in terms of, sorry, like we got a little sidetracked with the Arizona yeah. talk, but trade deadline acquisitions. I, yeah, defenseman Hampus Lindholm is a guy that I think would be a really good target um, from Anaheim. I don't think he would cost very much because he's. You know, he's, he's a top four guy. He's not a, a incredibly high demand type of player, but, but league teams will want him around the league. So he won't, he won't be cheap, but I think he's at the level where he's not the chick run, for instance, or the Klingberg, uh, like a John Klingberg is going to cost a lot too. I think, and I think he serves what the Panthers are looking for. The Panthers don't need a John Klingberg or a Jacob chick run. Like you don't need any more offensive power back there. Um, you don't need that. And I think Chick Run is extremely overrated, to be totally honest. I don't know what it is about him that people love so much. Um, he's got really good analytics, but I really I don't like relying on analytics too much because they don't tell the full story. Um, hockey is a insanely is a game that's based on an insane amount of chance and luck, unlike really any other sport um, besides maybe. American football, but even American football is pretty controlled with how often there's whistles, right? right? And like you're throwing the ball from your hands. Like hockey is a game that's played with sticks, so you're not even moving the puck with your hands or your feet. You're moving it with your with a, with an an appendage, a different a, a device, an apparatus, right? So you're at the mercy of that apparatus to begin with. We've all seen. So many guys break their sticks in glorious opportunities, right? Like guys don't NBA players don't break their arms on a three point shot, right? Like you're not just Steph Curry doesn't go up for a three and snap his elbow. Like that doesn't right. happen, right? Yeah. So and then the puck is very unpredictable, right? Like it's very. not a it's not a ball, 
right? Like so many goals are caused by like accidental deflections. Exactly. Right. Whereas a ball, like there's an element of prediction to how it will ricochet off of something. But that's why I include football because a football will, like you throw a football down and it can bounce in any direction. Right. Like we've all looked like idiots chasing around a football. It's bouncing. Around, right. 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 Yeah. Bounces, yeah. Bounces that way. <laughs> right. So it happens. So hockey is like a real game of chance and a real game of like luck. And sometimes you got to be in the right place at the right time. And that's why like analytics are like they're great for baseball where everything is in the controlled environment and you can analyze everything statistically and predict, OK, this and this and this could happen um, because there's only so many ways that a ball can come off a bat. Right. But there's a lot of things that can happen to a puck on the way to the net off of a stick, right? So it can be as simple as a divot in the ice, right? Like there's so many variables in hockey that exist, right? Like there can be just a divot in the ice where um, a guy chipped in his, uh, he took his skate and he chipped it in, or he chipped a chunk of the ice out like 15 minutes earlier, right? And then the puck stops on it on a dump in, and then you, uh, you didn't read it because as a defenseman, you anticipated the puck to go around the boards, but stopped at that chip in the corner. And then the, the four checking forward picks it up, walks in front, scores a goal. Suddenly your course, he goes down to shit. And because of your mistake, no, because of dumb luck. Right. So that's why, like, I don't put pretty much like people have to post those like, um, should, uh, deserve to win meters or something like that. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Yeah, and like the Panthers were like eighty percent for the last three games, but like, you know, hockey's played on the ice, so it doesn't matter, and that's why hockey's so much. I think that's why hockey, in my opinion, is the superior sport because there is. I mean, you could argue that it's not because there's so much chance, but I think that's what the the element of unpredictability is what makes it so damn interesting, right? Yeah, and basketball is like the most predictable, like it's extremely could, predictable. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, which um, I mean, I love basketball too. It's yeah. just a different sport, right? Like I get different things from basketball than I do. But you'll you'll never get like it's rare you'll see an eighth seed beat uh, a first seed, you know, in 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 the playoffs to where in hockey, like yeah, that could happen all the time. Exactly right, because all you need to do is have a goaltender who's eaten the right home cooking for two weeks, right? Yeah, and he plays out of his mind and you know puts up a one point seven five GAA over six games, and you he, right. Because they only need to score two goals a game to win. That, right? That's the biggest variable in hockey is your it is, goalie. It right? is. Yeah. It is. It is yeah. one person can make such a difference. That's why Tampa is so damn good, man. They have Vasilevsky, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you, if they don't have Vasilevsky, they do not win these cups. I yeah. promise. You. I, don't, I don't know who said it, but I love the quote that uh, I think I heard Jeff Merrick say it. he was quoting someone else who said it. And he said they should change the name of hockey to goalie. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. that's yep. that's what the whole sport is. <laughs> it is, man. It is, dude. It's so such if you don't have a good goalie, you're look at what how much the Panthers struggled with bad goaltending. Yeah. Right. Oh, like, yeah. They're a, a good team that just couldn't get saves, right? And right. it held them back for so long. And it's still like it still happens at times, right? Like it happened for sure. this week, this this last week with uh Johansson, right? Yeah. Yeah, you score five goals and you still end up losing. It's like, because <laughs> that, right? Like, yeah, come yeah. on. We're like, we're too good for this, right? So it's, but that's the variable of hockey, right? Your goalie didn't get enough sleep last night because his kid was up the night crying and he's tired and he can't focus, right? Like, it's weird like that, right? Well, so to, to finish off the conversation of who we could get at the trade deadline for defensemen, how do you feel about Giordano? Is that something that you think? 
I love Giordano. I do. Yeah. I love that. I also think he would be a great fit for this team because he's a vet. I think yeah. he's. I mean, he's he been a gel. He was a captain for years, exactly. right? So, yes. Yeah. Um, he's thirty-eight, and, which yep. But he's played with you know Ginla. He's learned with some, yeah. from some great leaders over his time. I think he would be a great fit. I think you know the inexperience that the Panthers have on the back end. It would really benefit them to get a little bit more, um, you know, been there, done that kind of guys. Um, also, you know, he's a physical guy. He shoots left. Um, he checks a lot of the boxes that they're looking for. Uh, he probably wouldn't be too expensive. I don't think he's, he'll be cheap, but Ron Francis is not a very good GM. So I could see Zito fleecing him. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I think that's a great name to, to mention too, because I would love to see Giordano in, in a Panthers uniform. And I think he would be really motivated because, you know, there is a legit shot for career. Stanley cup and it's like, end yeah. of his career, any team that Giordano is going to go to, I think he's going to be, a really, really good piece for them because he's going to be uber motivated to get that Stanley Cup. Sure. But I, I, I would also like to see the Panthers get a goalie. I think uh, I, I, I talked about it in last week's podcast, but I think if if the plan is to have Spencer Knight in the minors um, playing for the checkers for the rest of the year, which I'm okay with, I think is a fine move. Give it, get him the reps, get him used to what playing. Do you think even for the playoffs or do you think they're doing that before the playoffs? And then he comes well, that's in. the thing, right? So yeah. if, if the plan is to keep him down there, keep him down there and just let him play out the season. Let him get his reps in, let him play his hockey, let him get used to the pro game. Let him get used to playing every other night, the like the quote unquote NHL schedule, let him do that and focus on that. Right. Where if you're, if he's still going to be flip-flopping between AHL and NHL, you know, he's not going to get those consistent starts and, you know, they're right at a playoff spot right now. Charlotte's like three points out. So they're, they could use Knight down there. Um, it's good to have winning culture down in your minor league system too, even if it's shared with Carolina. I um, wish they moved okay. him there a little earlier. I, I feel like they, 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 they were a little really late need to be on up it. this year. I think so mm-hmm. too. Those games against like New Jersey and stuff like where he really struggled. And like, honestly, the, like the last game he played or like not the last game, but one of the last games he played against New York, like they really left him out to yeah. dry. Like they did not play well in front of him. Yeah. Um, so you know, let him down that play down there and acquire. I, in my opinion, he should, Zito should acquire a veteran goalie to back up Bob. Um, just because I think you can't put that much pressure on your young goalie that's supposed to be your franchise guy again this year. Like last year, it was fun and all because he was signing, and it was like like you talked about earlier, brand new shiny toy. Like everyone's in the hype. Like let's do, but like you know we're trying to build a successful like NHLer here and you know, having him putting that much pressure on him is super unfair. I think um, to be like, well, this $10 million goal, he's not getting it done. So we need you to step in and get it done. It's already <laughs> kind of unfair last year. Um, but this year, I think it's, it'll be really unfair, especially with Bob playing better. Uh, I would go out and acquire someone. If I'm, if I'm Zito, I would, you know, you're not going to have to pay a lot for a backup goalie. Um, Craig Anderson for Buffalo is my pick. I think Buffalo would part ways with him for very little, um, like a late pick, probably fourth or fifth rounder. And he's still very capable. Um, he's got a ton of experience and he's a very clear, obvious backup. So, you know, he's not going to come in and try and fight for Bob's job, um, but he's capable enough that if Bob falters, you can slide him in there and he's, 
good. And he used to be a Panther and he was, I loved him as a Panther and I would love to have him back, but I think he's Braden Holpe. I think he's also an option might be a little bit more expensive. And I don't, I don't have as much faith in Holpe anymore as I do Craig Anderson. Still, I think even at 40 Craig Anderson is still very good, but I would, I would acquire someone that would be right under a defenseman. If I'm Zito, because you're putting a lot of pressure on Bob and Knight, right? Like, and I guess you could say like, well, Bob makes $10 million. You got to put that pressure on him, but he's human. Right. And he's, yeah, he's he not to know he's someone's got his back kind of thing. Right. And Johansson does not, man, that Johansson, I'm sorry, but he just doesn't, I don't think Johansson has it, unfortunately. No. Well, he doesn't have the experience either. Right. I mean, he's, he's pretty inexperienced in NHL. No, but he is, but I've yeah. heard some pretty damning stuff about Johansson. Really? Um, people calling him the worst goaltender they've ever seen in the NHL. Um, that might be a bit dramatic, but <laughs> I, I saw a guy who had confidence until that third period happened and then crumbled, gave up one bad goal and just completely caved in on himself. And that is not what you can have as a goaltender. Um, you can't, you have to have a short, short memory as a goalie. You have to, right. Cause it will just eat you alive. So I, those are my targets. If I'm Zito, and then Giroux's on the wish list because that would be so sweet. But yeah, my, my, my dream is like we acquire Giroux for like Frank Vitrano and like a third round pick. And then they sign him for like a three year, $1 million contract. He just <laughs> wants to, he really wants to win a cup. So he just signs like a really cheap deal. Right. Right. Like a Solani in Colorado deal, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh my God. I would love that. Well, I mean, hey, Zito's impressed us in his young career of being a GM so far. It's like, I mean, some of the moves that he might do some moves that shock us that end up yes. working out like he did last year. Like Bennett. Yep. That was crazy. Like everybody was laughing at that deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it ended up, you know, really paying off. But I also wonder how much we were talking about this the last time we spoke of was that locker room the power of Q? Like, was he the one that like was really able to turn some of these players into guys that were having career years, or is it a matter of just what the locker room is, regardless of the coach or like, if you're playing with Barkop, you're playing with Huberto, you're playing with these guys yeah. that like, you just, it's just, you kind of feed off of it. Like, I mean, look at Reinhardt this year in the beginning, it was looking like, eh, he's having a slow start. Like what's going on with Reinhardt? Like maybe this isn't going to work out. And then out of nowhere, it's like, it was like, this hell. guy's our high, this guy's our highest paid forward. Right. This, this, <laughs> yeah. this guy can't hit the yeah. net. Yeah, yeah he was having like lights out since well, now he's unreal. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. really feeling it now. Great. He's so good. He's exactly what the Panthers needed. A shooter, a guy who's just like he's in, he's got such a heavy shot. Like you don't even realize how good of a shot that guy has. And his playmaking, man. I've talked about it on Twitter a bunch this year, but man, his playmaking is unbelievable. Nobody talks about his playmaking. That guy's vision is incredible. Well, he's playing with some energy too. Like he got in his first NHL fight the other day. Yeah, I know. I love that, right? I'm, I'm seeing that from like Barkov to me lately has looked more aggressive than he ever has. For sure. He's got a little more of an edge to him. Huberto too. I mean, Huberto's always been a little feisty. Like he's had yeah. a couple fights in his career, but yeah. he's um he's very he's very physical in the corners these days. You see that Yarmer Yager effect really rubbing off on both of those yeah. guys, but Huberto especially like he is so big and strong now in those corners like he really is a menace in there like he he loses a puck he gets it back like just like barkov does like he's kind of like really taking that element of his game as well yeah yeah you're seeing a little more hunger from those guys they're being yes. more aggressive barky the other night had a couple of 
big hits, which I feel like he's never had a big hit in his career. Like that guy, he's he just really wasn't a hitter. He doesn't hit people, but he bodied somebody. I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but he's had a couple of hits this season. Yeah. Nice hits. I saw him get um, pissed. He slashed someone in the leg when he got pissed. Yes. Like, yeah, and it didn't get called. I don't know if you saw that, but he like, yeah, yeah. he whacked somebody. So it's like, yeah, I, I like to see that. I like to see a little edge to him, be aggressive. Like, I mean, you're one of the best players in the world. Like, I, I think that Tampa series changed them too. I think, you know, that was I a bet. really aggressive, physical, difficult series. And I think yeah. that kind of gave him a different perspective of what it takes to win in hockey. It's like, I'm going to need to add this to my game. to Because they, exactly. Because, you know, they played the Islanders the year before, but the Islanders aren't really that kind of a team. And the Islanders are were such a, like, good matchup in terms of, like, for the Islander side, because they play such a defensive, like, solid game that just counters the Panthers so well that they just, they dominated them in, in so many ways. Um, whereas Tampa was just so is so physical and so overbearing like they're just all over you right and you know panthers did some beating up but they also got beat up a little bit right like you said like they kind of realized this is an element of my game that we don't really have and we need to kind of grow a bit more we need to get a little tougher we need to get a little yeah. like you know a little meaner right um, well i think that goes back to what you were saying earlier that this might not be the year that they win the cup. I think it's because of that. There's more learning that they have to do. Like, cause a, a second round is a lot different from a first round and a third round for damn sure is different than a first round. Oh yeah. And like, if they make the third round, which is, you know, it's likely they might have some more lessons to be learned there before, like maybe next year's the year, you know? Yeah. I, it's, I mean, who knows, right? Like the team could look a little different by the time they even get yeah. to the playoffs. Right. Like uh, you don't know what Zito is thinking in terms of, what the team really needs. Um, right. I do think toughness defensively is one of those things that they, I think up front, they, ha- they got enough. Like pennant is almost too tough at this point. Like <laughs> rain it in, rain it in, everybody. <laughs> like I like yeah. that hit on Cole Sillinger, but I don't know if that was really necessary that, but again, like, you know, they're only down by two and the game is still happening. And, and it was a hockey. clean hit. The clean hit it was keep, clean. It was just a keep your head up kid. Hit. Yeah, Keep it was up, hard, <laughs> but it was it was one of the hardest hits I've seen in a very long time. But you know, very clean, did not go for the head, nothing. So, um, it is what it is. Like, keep, keep your head up, kid. Right? You know, he does take the stupid penalties. Well, that was a problem that Tampa series too, right? Like he he Him being suspended really, for game two was a big factor. That yeah. was bad. Yeah, that was and that was a bad hit. hit. Sucked. That was a bad hit. It was a stupid hit. It was a yeah. very careless hit. Like you, yeah. you, he charged from the other side of the rink. Like there was just right. no need for that. And, you know, I'd like to say he learned from that, but man, he looks, he's making similar mistakes this year in terms of stupid yeah. emotional penalties. Well, he, he has a history of that when he was in Calgary he too, does. right? That was yeah. like the big talking point for Calgary fans when he, when Panthers got him was like, you know, he's going to go to bat for everybody on your team, but, He's gonna take some dumb penalties while he does it. Granted, he's a lot better here than he or in Florida than he was in oh, Calgary. Shit. So you know, yeah. I'll take it. But that's a little concerning come playoff time. Yeah, I'm really interested to see when the Panthers play the Leafs in March. That's the matchup I'm really curious to see because those are two similar teams that play like a very similar running gun style of hockey, and there's a good chance that they could be playing each other in the playoffs this year. And um. You know, both teams have not won a Stanley or a playoff series in a very long time. I live in Toronto, so I really don't want to lose to them if they play them in the first round. That will be. Healthy. I really don't want that to be the first round. That would be. I don't want it either, man. I don't want it either. And like to get screwed again with like another good team like Toronto. Like I would love to play like a Washington in the first round, man. Like give me the Capitals. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
like even the Rangers. I don't want to play. I don't want them to play the Rangers because like Shesterkin is like you. Don't, oh, he's unreal. Can't predict it. He's got the best save percentage in what like the last twenty years or something like that. Like he's probably winning the Vesna, right? He should win the Vesna. Yeah, um, he could win the Hart Trophy at this point, yeah. but he won't because he's a goalie. But right. um, he's like he's the kind of goalie that the Rangers could score seven goals in six games and they win the series. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of teams like the East is crazy stacked this year, dude. Like why couldn't the, the Panthers just be like the only good team? Like why the hell is it like the West has been the best forever. Like and the, for, they're such a joke right now <laughs> and they're so bad. And it's like, why does it have to be the year that the Panthers are finally good that yeah. all the other teams in the East are also good. Right. I know. But their their record against good teams is very promising. Yeah. So I will say that like they don't really lose against like they come to play against the the good teams. Um, yeah, yeah, which is huge. I mean, that's you know I, I think there are a lot of learning experiences. I mean, maybe these last three games at home against somewhat of subpar teams, uh, aside from I guess Nashville, but even then, like you know, that's a game they should be winning, especially at home. Yeah, I feel like it's I don't know what that is. If they're just not respecting those teams, they're going in a little just too cocky, buying lackadaisical. Yeah, lackadaisical, buying the hype. Like, yeah, we're the best team in the league. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and they're going up against some of these teams, like, hey, we we beat Columbus nine to two, you know, and like then Columbus comes in and like fucking you know, we looked awful in that game. But they still do a lot offensively. I would say Columbus yes. was the one like Columbus was the one game where they kind of just stunk. I think they they did kind of stink it up. They looked they dominated Edmonton. They should have won that game. Um, and Nashville was one of those things where you know first came back from a road trip off to the trap game. I also you know Nashville had lost four straight coming into it. Definitely hungry for a win. Um, they're they're fighting for a lot more than the Panthers are right now. And I also think Nashville's a really good hockey team. I think they don't get the credit they deserve in the league. So especially they don't they match up really well with the Panthers in terms of like they have big forwards, and that's something the Panthers struggle with is big forwards because their defense isn't very big. They're really not the kind of team that takes nights take takes nights off. Like they really do go almost every night. Like it's really impressive. And like that's one of the things that people have been talking around in the league a lot is like they're the motor on this team. Like they just come at you. I've likened them to the Vegas Knights a few years ago, like the, the Gerard Gallant coach when they made the finals. Like they, they were relentless. Like, and that's the, the word that re, that comes to my head when I think of the Panthers the most is is they're relentless. Like they, like that first line comes out and just is all over you, suffocating you, and then the second line comes out and they're all over you, which is like first line B, exactly. Really. Yeah, and yeah. then the third line comes out, which is the second line on eighty five percent of the leagues, yeah. leagues teams. Um. And it's just suffocating. And it's just, and you get a fourth line out there that is not as talented, but they, they play hard and they bang you up. And they like Lomberg and Hornquist are throwing hits left and right. And I love Lomberg, man. Me too, man. I love yeah. the Lamborghini. I absolutely yeah. love him. I do. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the exact kind of player you want on your team, man. Like he's just yeah. a feisty little engine that just keeps it going all the time. Right. And, and he makes he's like that motor that 800 K a year or something like right? that. Like he's just nothing on the, the he's got a little bit more offense this year. He's got a little more points. Like he's 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 doing a lot better. And and I think he's kind of carving out a niche for himself in the league, right? Like he's becoming that like prototypical fourth line guy that can be held responsible defensively and 
will fight and will still put up some points. Like he's got 11 points this year. And I think he's a bit of a sleeper with his hands. Like he's got some hands on him sometimes. I'm like, oh, does. shit. He does. <laughs> he's not bad. Yeah. Like he's, he can drive to the net really well, like better yeah. than you expect him to. He's not just like a goon. Like I thought when we got him, he was just going to be like a very like run of the mill, fourth line, like fringe guy. But like he's a guy that has grown into a person, a player you need to have in the lineup every night. Like you need to address him because he's just constantly redlining the energy. Just like he's constantly just even like, when the rest of the team is like kind of yeah. like half asleep, he's just there, man. He's he jumps there. the board. He's like a bat out of hell. Just fucking yeah, man. Like a little Wolverine. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like a little Wolverine out there, right? Like feisty as hell. And I love it. I love his game. He's awesome. That's that's why he was such a big player in the playoffs too, right? Like, yeah, he was that big, big overtime goal too. Like, yep. that was awesome. Man. Yeah, that was big. I'm happy for him. That was the best. Oh. Yeah. Um, so what about this, uh, this new, new pickup we just did? What is it Lindbaum? Lindbaum. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, know much about, I don't know a lot about him. I don't know too much about him. He's, he's a Finnish guy. He's got a lot of experience in hockey. He's played with, uh, experience in international hockey. He's played with Barkov, I think on, uh, some Finnish teams, like some Finnish international teams. Yeah. He was playing in Joker at Helsinki, which is like the KHL team. There used to be, they used to be a Finnish elite league team. And then they moved over to the KHL a chunk of years ago. Uh, but now with the whole issues with Ukraine and Russia and the KHL canceling this, the playoffs, Jokerit has left the KHL temporarily. So those players are, some of them are opting to leave and sign contracts to their teams. And Terry Lindbaum is uh, elected to sign with the Panthers. From what I gather, he's uh, kind of like a stay at home defenseman guy he has a little bit of offensive touch, but he's, he's more of like a bigger guy who, you know, he has that size and some skill and ability to move the puck, but he's, he's, he's a tough guy. From what I understand, yeah. he's a, he's a tough dude. Like he, he can play a tough game. Um, I don't know. He, he had like a cup of coffee in the, in the NHL with the blues a chunk of years ago. Doesn't really, hasn't really done a lot though. Uh, in terms of at, at the NHL level, he's been over in Europe for the entire time. Basically. I think yeah, he he's might 20, he might 28, I think, right? He's he is 28. Yep. Yeah. I, he might be a depth center or signing for the Panthers. Like he might just be one of those guys that jump between AHL and, and NHL. I don't know what their move is with him. Um well, I saw that he's be... he's he is going straight to NHL. Um, and right okay. now I think they're just waiting for him to clear what I, I was reading this earlier today that he's just kind of clearing like some immigration stuff. If it wasn't okay. for that, that he would be playing tomorrow, but I guess it's not good. All right. Okay. I guess so it'll I guess be this weekend. Lucas Carlson experiment has, has, has ended for the Panthers and they're moving on from that. I Maybe. Guess. Yeah. I like Carlson. Though. I think he's serviceable back there for like what he is right now. I don't think, I do think that he should be a seventh defenseman for now, but I don't think he's done that bad. I think he's been all right. Um, but no, some toughness back there some size, very helpful, but, um, Curious to see where they slot him because putting him with Gudis, I think, is moot because you have two of the same kind of player on the same pairing. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what kind of skater he is. I'm very interested to see how he plays because yeah, uh, even trying to like look up highlight reels of him online stuff like that, there wasn't that much of him. Can't there. find a lot, which is weird. It's like, is he well, like you know, he's a defenseman from like the Swiss A League and he played a year in the KHL. It's like right, you know. Who, who are the hardcore fans that are making Pateri Lindbaum highlight? Well, video? I guess not Not that it's weird that there's a lack of highlights. I think it's a weird pickup, but there's some it hype is, behind him. There is a little bit of hype behind is, him. Is right? it because I'm he won very... the gold? Like they won a gold and it's like, all right. Like, yeah, you know. I don't know if it's warranted. I, I wouldn't yeah. get too excited about this guy. He, I know. 
Yeah. I mean, if he was supposed to be in the NHL, he probably would have been. By now, right. Right. That's, like, that's what I've. Yeah. But it's interesting um, that they're just throwing him right in there. I From what I've read, at least. Yeah. If, if Zito yeah. is going to give it a shot, I think maybe maybe some some, you know, the Panthers have a big finish contingent. So, like, maybe some guys vouched for him and said, you know, this guy is a good guy that could join the team. He's available right now. Like, right. Let's bring him over. <laughs> yeah. You know? couldn't hurt right like sign him to a one-year deal like, let's see what he does right sure maybe you find a diamond in the rough i mean zito kind of his mo these days right 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 so yeah it'll be interesting to see how that plays I out trust i think he, scouting yeah any like def- any like a pluck defense from from the from the like khl i think is something to cons- like you know there's hype there because people are like they don't what know does he see? what does yeah. he see what is it like what is old right like what? What right. does he see about him, right? Like oh shit! Other, I mean, you can say that about every, right, right, right? Like almost every player that this guy's picked up. That's what that I about. mean, right? Like there's like he has this like eye for guys or whoever, whoever the guy is that, um, like whoever the scout is that's doing all this work for Zito, whether it's he himself or he has like this the Jonah Hill from Moneyball guy, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, right. I we'll see, we'll see. I mean. I'm not expecting too much. I'm being very reasonable with my expectations. So tomorrow night we got Ottawa. I'm hoping we fucking turn things around here. We don't get a fourth loss Ottawa, in a row. I, <laughs> I feel like playing Ottawa has always been like a kryptonite for the Panthers for as long as I can remember. I remember like in the early 2000s, like the Alfredson teams just like dummying like the the Panthers teams of the of the that, those years like when they were straight trash and the Senators were like President's Trophy winning team and stuff like that. And they were just like that friggin goal horn like really <laughs> high-pitched goal horn they have or that drove me God, yeah um and well then we, was a good the team, loss man the loss we had against them what was that like, like a, the a2 the a2 game that was, yeah. that was bad but they didn't have their full roster right like, no yeah so it does say like, there's something to be considered there but i still yeah. think I have a cousin in Ottawa and he was shit talking me. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like, you guys aren't doing anything this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> they are. But then, man, I'd watch out for them in a couple of years. They're going to be a yes. really good hockey team. Yeah. I, I them in so. Detroit, like, that Atlantic division is just going to go from hard to freaking worse. Like, it's just going to be like, man. Because, like, you look at Toronto, they don't really seem like they're going to slow down anytime soon. Like, their core is still pretty young. Same with Florida. Very young core for the most part. Tampa Bay, like, you know, Stamkos is a bit older, but they're like, they're not, I don't see them regressing much, to be honest. And then Boston's always kind of in the conversation. I feel like they're going to be trash soon. I, I expected them to be crappy this year and they're not crappy. They're kind of getting it done, but Rangers are, uh, Rangers are so good still. Like they're, yeah. like they're surprisingly good this year. Yeah. I mean, the whole um, East coast is Gary, Carolina is going to be, I think but Detroit uh, and Ottawa are like right there, man. They're ready to like, I don't know about Buffalo. Buffalo is like, I think they're just going to be bad forever. Yeah. But Detroit and Ottawa are like right. Detroit, especially man. Like Detroit is just ready to make that. They got more cider. Like, like uh, Dylan Larkin is still young. Eiserman is um, not fucking around over there. No, Lucas Raymond <laughs> rookie. Like it's, they are really good, man. And they got Nadelkovich, which was a great signing for them. Um, yeah, we'll see about Detroit, dude. I, I'm scared of that team in a couple of years for sure, because you could see it actually last year with, because they, you know, the Panthers faced them like I think nine times last year in that like Central Division, right? So 
saw so much of them last season and you could see the progression from like the first game they played to like the last game they played, how different Detroit played and how much more structured they were, how much more like they just grew as a team. Like you could see their, the growth. It was like borderline tangible. Like you could almost like reach out and touch it. Right. So I, I worry about Detroit, man. I don't know. Yeah. And we're playing them this Saturday. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Two, two good teams coming up and then there's a little road trip coming up. Right. Buffalo and yeah. Philadelphia. So those are two teams that they should beat. These are four games that they should win. Yes. Up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they shit. Win. I feel like the last three games were games we should have won too, but uh, also agreed. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. we'll see what, uh, what happens there. But yeah, that, that road trip looks like it's, oh, it's just those two games. Okay. And then Flyers yeah, are at, they're, at home. They're back home for a bit and then they're gone for like a big long road trip. Really? Like they're going out west to LA and uh, they're doing that that road trip. Like they go after, yep. sorry, they're in Buffalo and Pittsburgh and then they play Philadelphia at home and then it's LA, San Jose, Vegas, Anaheim, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto all in a row. So that's a seven game road trip that they'll be on. That's, that'll be a real test. That ends, that ends with Toronto. Oh man, that's two days after my birthday. We'll see. They always play right around my birthday every year. Really? <laughs> To uh, do you go to that game? Sometimes I do. I have to get yeah. gift like take, tickets gifted to me for it. Yeah, so that's it's cool. like the easy. It's like the easy. Um, yeah, but one year I had to like beg, like tell everyone not to buy me tickets because they were trash, and I was like, I do not want to <laughs> anyone to pay for me to go watch them get dummied. Right, right. Yeah. Um, to close out this week, you think uh, those are going to be two wins tomorrow and Saturday? Senators, Red Wings. Or you don't you don't like to make that prediction? <laughs> uh, I think they don't win both of them. I think they win one of them. I just don't know which one. I don't know which one. Okay. I don't think that they win both of them. I think they're the struggles are still going to continue. I think. Think so. I do. I worry that the the defensive things are still a little, still some holes to to clog up. Yeah, we'll see. All right. What do you think? You think they win both of them? I think so. I'm ho- I'm hoping the last three was just like a, and then we just had this five day break. I think maybe they got some time to just uh, chill out a bit and gather and uh, hopefully uh, get their shit together. And just, I mean, these yes. are two teams that they should they should win these these games, especially at home. I mean, shit, we only lost like three games at home prior to that, right? So then <laughs> we just lost three. On it's top crazy. Of it, so. It's yeah. That's hockey, man. That's hockey. Sometimes, yeah, exactly. Right? It's just how it goes. Right. right. Cool, man. All righty. Well, yeah, we we've been chatting for uh, over a couple hours now so i'll uh i'll let you get to your pregnant wife <laughs> good, good brother. <laughs> yeah yeah thanks for hopefully taking not time, for too man. much longer pregnant wife i know right yeah well, well yeah hopefully that all goes well man and good luck right. and like i was saying it's it's a hell of a ride so enjoy every minute of it it's fucking awesome thanks, brother <laughs> all right buddy we'll talk soon man right, take care of yourself it's good chat all right likewise thanks for having me